1: You can learn a lot talking to military veterans. That has been a big focus of my reporting for a long time, for years, really. And with that, over the last three months, I've had captivating conversations with four people who are now 100 years old. Three who served in the military and another person who served her country in a different but very important way. We can learn so much from people who have seen so much more than most of us have. So with that, we're going to put together a series of episodes in this podcast from those conversations. We start with a conversation I have with a woman who has lived a fascinating life. In the 1940s, she worked in what is now called Oak Ridge, Tennessee, during the Manhattan Project. They were working to enrich uranium for the world's first nuclear weapons. Part of her job was checking the pipes that held uranium for leaks. But she didn't know, and most people didn't know, what they were working on. They weren't allowed to talk about their jobs, not with co-workers, not with family, no one. She told me about a sign she saw just about every day she worked there. What you see here,
0: what you do here, what you hear here, when you leave here, let it stay here. <laughs> yeah, we wasn't supposed to, I guess, to go out and t- tell
1: what's going on. This is... Tomorrow Town, Tennessee. This is the podcast that tells a story of the people who call the Tennessee Valley home. We talk about the issues all of us face every day, and we hear from those working on solutions. I'm Josh Rowe. I'll be your host for this journey. I've talked to dozens of World War II veterans and others working on the war effort back then. It's hard to describe the importance the war and the ending of the war had, on their lives. It's also interesting what happens to people's memories as they advance in age. I've talked to several World War II veterans who struggled to remember the names of their own children, but could explain to me in detail the memories they had of battles and losing close friends during World War II. What is clear, the war had a profound impact on everyone who survived it, and it's hard to describe that impact, and it's difficult to compare that with any other event. So we start with a story about someone who didn't serve in the military, but played an important role during World War II. You saw my picture right here, didn't you? I did. Tell me who you are, give me your name. Alpha Combs. Alpha Combs. A-L-P-H-A. We started our conversation. Oh, here's more pictures. With this question. Is it okay if I put this on TV? Oh yeah, I like that. (laughs) <laughs> we already did that part now we're making a podcast you got a crown oh yeah this yeah on an end table was that 100 there from your your birthday party yeah that hundred yeah i'm hundred there was a birthday party a few weeks earlier and a few things were still lying around
0: do i look like i'm a
1: 99 no, you do not no ma'am no how does it feel to be a hundred years old
0: i feel just as fine and the good lord is so good to me yeah i still live by myself yeah yeah
1: yeah
0: of course they have to cook for me because i can't (laughs) i can't do that no more i can't stand up and cook i did have a husband but he's been gone how long 30 years 30 years And I never did look for nobody else till you come. (laughs) You know, I'm just kidding. Uh, Where'd you grow up? Where did I grow up? Yes, ma'am. (laughs) Udwa. You know Udwa,
1: don't you? I do,
0: yeah. Yeah, Udwa moved to Alpeson.
1: If you're not familiar, Udawah and Apple Center just outside of Chattanooga, Tennessee. They're about five miles apart. Of course, there was no electricity then. And, a different time. Yeah. So you can see here, Alpha Combs has a lot of personality. She also has a fascinating story. Tell me about Oak Ridge. I understand that you worked in Oak Ridge for a while.
0: Well, uh, I lived in a dormitory there. And... Uh, We was, you know what we were doing, making the atomic
1: bomb. How much did you know about the bomb at the time?
0: Well, we didn't know too much. You know, we just had to do what we were doing.
1: You may have seen the recent movie Oppenheimer. The movie tells a story of J. Robert Oppenheimer. He's been called the father of the atomic bomb. The movie tells about his life and what happened in the Manhattan Project during World War II. The movie also mentions the role of Oak Ridge, but back then it wasn't called that. It was called Clinton Engineer Works, or CEW for short. That is where they enriched uranium for the world's first atomic bomb.
0: That ended the World War. Yeah, and I helped
1: do it. Denise Kiernan wrote the book, The Girls of Atomic City. I have to put my glasses back on to see that, I think. Published just over a decade ago in 2013.
0: What kind of book is that? This is about Oak Ridge.
1: Oh, yeah. It tells the story of mostly women, just like Alpha, who worked on the Manhattan Project in a rural part of East Tennessee, about 25 miles west of Knoxville.
0: And we had to wear dresses. We could not wear pants then.
1: There was a copy of the book on Alpha's coffee table. This is me right here. The photo on the cover of the book is from a shift change in Oak Ridge. And Alpha is in the photo. She's wearing a white dress with a floral pattern. When you look at that picture, what comes to mind? I think that you know, we was it was just we was just having a good time working, working. The process to enrich uranium in Oak Ridge in the 1940s required the uranium to be pumped through a maze of pipes. I've talked to others in the past who worked there back then. They all talked about that maze of pipes. But during the war, they never used the word uranium. The book, The Girls of Atomic City, uses terms tube alloy or product for uranium. Alpha's family members showed me parts of the book she had underlined. They said those parts were related to the work she did back then. One part she underlined says the, quote, hillbilly girls were generating more enriched tube alloy per run than the PhDs had, and the product was all that mattered. Does looking at that book bring back some memories for you? Yes, it does. One of her responsibilities was checking the pipes that contained uranium for leaks. We had to do that.
0: See, it's been so long ago that, you know, I was just 19.
1: Alpha's family told me she was diagnosed with a form of blood cancer 23 years ago, and that her doctor said, at the time, she could expect to live about five more years. Her family says that cancer was related to her time working at Oak Ridge.
0: The good Lord is so good to me. Okay,
1: picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I mentioned at the beginning of this episode that I talked to four people recently who were 100 years old. The others you will hear from in future episodes, Billy Lyons, Bill Hartzorn, and Ray Chambers, all fought in the European theater of World War II. Billy Lyons was part of a C-47 crew that dropped paratroopers all across Europe.
0: And if it was nighttime, you ain't gonna believe they, uh, I said, well, we dropped them in the pit of hail." you know. We, actually, we got overseas, we did drop them in the pit of hail.
1: Bill Hartzorn was a pilot who was shot down during Operation Market Garden.
0: I bailed out, hit the tail of the airplane, broke my leg, but I landed in friendly territory. But that was the end of my
1: flying in World War II. Ray Chambers fought with the 3rd Infantry Division across France. He says he had nightmares for years after the war.
0: All I can tell you, it was hell. That's all. Boys crying. I don't want to die. Digging at the dirt. Weeping, some hollering, mama. I had that out of my mind.
1: All of these men's lives were changed forever because of the war. 16 million Americans served during World War II a period of more than three and a half years between Pearl Harbor in December 1941 and the end of the war in August of 45. Many Americans and many more around the globe were fighting long before that. Everyone in this country at that time had friends, loved ones who went to fight. Many never came home. The dropping of the atomic bombs over Japan remained a controversial aspect of the war. Most of the people working at Clinton Engineering Works, including Alpha, did not specifically know what they were working on at the time. The work at Oak Ridge and the other Manhattan Project sites finally ended World War II. On the night I visited Alpha Combs, there was a large brown envelope in her living room, postmarked February 1946. The original contents of that envelope was a certificate from the United States War Department. Since our story first aired, I've received a few other photos of similar certificates from people in the Chattanooga area. The certificates belong to loved ones who have passed away over the last several years. You wanted me to read all this? It, yeah. Back then, Alpha Combs was Alpha Bettis. Alpha Combs read hers for all of you listening to this. This
0: is to certify that Alpha M. Bettis... Carbide and carbon chemical core has participated in work essential to the production of the atomic bomb, thereby contributing to the successful. Consolation of World War II. This certificate is awarded in appreciation of effective service.
1: You are listening to Tomorrow Town, Tennessee. This podcast is a production of News Channel 9, Fox Chattanooga, and Sinclair Broadcast Group Chattanooga. We appreciate you listening. We hope you join us again real soon.